and welcome to Couple of Vidgets, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always... Is his wife, Penny. Hello. Hello. Hold on, Buddy's eating the blanket. Oh my gosh, more of the dogs. Buddy, knock it off. You should see this blanket we got. The dog keeps chewing it to pieces, slowly. Good good thing we got it at Dig and Save and probably cost us five cents. Yeah, if you're anywhere in South Central Wisconsin, learn about this joint called Dig and Save in Madison. You can buy like a whole blanket for a quarter. It's crazy. Yeah, they sell it by the pound. And then they accidentally kick poor Buddy in the face, so I feel bad for him. So, whatever. <laughs> okay. Any anything else going on back there? Um, no. Uh, we're all good. Great story. <laughs> back to you in the newsroom. <laughs> God. All right. So the title of the episode is "Dream a Little Dream of Me." Obviously, it's going to be an episode about dreams, and I assume you know Freddy Krueger sorts of things and. Well, we're going to go through it here and find out how correct I was. <laughs> I mean, if I was correct. Yeah, if he was correct at all. It starts off with that recap, and it's really long. I'm not sure what the focus of that recap was supposed to be. Did you catch it? Yes, the recap was a lot of Bobby, a lot of Bella, and a little bit of Ruby. Okay. Well, we see Bobby walking around with a flashlight. Uh, in his house, like the, all the lights are off. He hears some swishing noises, goes looking around. We hear a, a loud screaming lady, and we see Bobby is getting attacked. And then it cuts to, it looks like Bobby's recovering in a hotel room. A maid comes in, tries to wake him up, but he doesn't wake up, and she starts yelling for help and opening graphic. Anything in there I missed? Yeah, well, I didn't say that he was recovering in a motel room, but, yeah, Bobby was actually sleeping in a motel room, the maid does come in. She can't wake him up. Um, yeah, I'd recovering because it looked like he had something wrapped around his head. But I guess he was just sitting there sleeping. Maybe yeah, with he, a nightcap on or something. <laughs> I don't think Bobby is one of those. That he wears one of those long pointy hats like, uh, <laughs> like Scrooge did. Oh, I have to laugh because there is an episode coming up where Dean is actually wearing one of those. Oh, those hats are awesome. <laughs> but anyway, you'll have to wait till season 15 to see that one. Who's <laughs> coming up <laughs> season 15? You know, in a year when we're talking about it. Okay, uh, next, uh, we're at a bar, and we see Sam drinking. Dean walks in, catches some drinking. It's 2 in the afternoon and asks him, hey, what's up? Sam seems depressed about not being able to save Dean. While they're discussing it, at least they're not yelling. Oh, Dean gets a phone call and they take off and now it's nighttime. So it was two in the afternoon and now it's in the middle of the night. Maybe the time change is only like five or something, but still. <laughs> yeah, it could have, you know, it could have been in the More fall. of the supernatural day to night, really quickly stuff. Yes, but this episode is really hard to tell exactly what the day count is. Well, we see the boys. They're in the hotel. Uh, Bobby is still out. Uh, we know. We learn from the doc that doctor doesn't know what's going on. He just seems to have gone to sleep, and he won't wake up. Well, and actually, Bobby's not still in the hotel. He's in a hospital. Hospital. At this point. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's there's a doctor at the hospital, not in his hotel. <laughs> He's not that rich. Yeah, doctors do not make house calls even in 2008 when this originally aired. That whole going to sleep and not waking up, when I was younger, I used to be like that. If I fell asleep, you could not get me up for nothing. 
sometimes you're still that way. Sometimes the slightest noise will wake you up, and sometimes, I swear to God, a nuclear bomb could go off, and you still would not wake up. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, the boys look around um, his room, trying to get a hint as to what was going on. They go back to his house, I guess, or somewhere. Back to his motel room. Okay. Yeah, they're looking around, seeing what's happening. Uh, Sam finds a bunch of tracking information uh, pinned up to the back of his closet like a crazy person would have. <laughs> Why does Bobby not just keep a notebook? Why does he have to put everything up in the back of his closet to stare at like beautiful mind? Well, because you will see that they use these diagrams a lot because they are trying to connect the different pieces of evidence they have to what they're looking for. And the fact that he did it in the back of the closet and hid it behind his clothes is because he didn't want anyone coming into his room thinking he was a whack job. If Bobby wants to connect a bunch of different information together, he needs to learn how to use Vizio properly. <laughs> it's perfect for this sort of work. You don't need to be pinning stuff up in the back of your closet. Well, he thought, it, he thought it looked hella cool. Well, it looks hella ridiculous. <laughs> he passed the year 2000. Uh, well, Sam finds a clipping of someone else that went to sleep and didn't wake up. And they figure uh, whatever, you know, they figured Bobby was after whatever happened to that guy. And then now it's happened to him. Uh, so Dean goes off to investigate and talks to this guy's lab assistant. Yes. And uh, she brings up that he was dealing with some sort of uh, unknown hidden experiment Seems like something he could get in trouble for because Dean starts buffaloing her to get her to tell more info so she isn't in trouble more. But Dean really... <coughs> <coughs> oh, take the wheel. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I've just got... Uh, <coughs> yeah. Gracious. Uh, but Dean really doesn't know what's going on either. He's just kind of leading this girl along. It's, it's a bit of a funny scene. And the, what the doctor, the doctor that died, what he was working on was it was a sleep study. And that's what his research was. But yes, his lab assistant said that part of his study, he didn't seem to, it didn't seem to be above board because the, the university didn't know about it. She didn't really know what it was all about. So it sounds like he might have going rogue, might have gone rogue a little bit with some of his research. Yeah, like during this, Dean threatens that anything that happens might end up on her permanent record. <laughs> That's just like the blind threat you use for all students, right? That somehow there's this magic folder that follows you around like the doctor's office. Like on that episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, like on Seinfeld. <laughs> when Elaine couldn't find a doctor because they all had her chart. <laughs> Yeah, that's I remember that threat in school. It look oh, on your permanent record like, "Oh my god, no, no." What are you talking about? They don't pass along an HR folio <laughs> from one <laughs> class to the next on you, do they? Well, but back then you didn't know they threaten that sort of stuff and you're a kid and you don't know. <laughs> oh, no, something I do in 6th grade is going to haunt me in college. <laughs> Ridiculous. Haunt okay, you in college, you're going to not get your first job because of that. Well, then uh, Dean goes and talks to his test subject. Um, it's some kid that couldn't dream. He claims that he got hit in the head as a kid. So he says he drank some yellow tea, gave him some really intense dreams, but he ended up dropping out of the study because it really scared him. Back at the hospital, Sam and Dean share notes. Sam says that uh, this doctor was using some shaman root known for dream walking. Uh, it's stuff that lets you enter other people's dreams and you can basically become Freddy Krueger with enough practice. 
Yes. Um, while they're talking about this, then we kind of cut to back to Bobby's dream where he's still in trouble, still being chased. Yeah, he's in some sort of wacky dream world being harassed by someone screaming at him. And it goes to commercial. Sam and Dean are sharing notes again. Uh, Sam says that they would typically at this point be asking Bobby for help, and Dean stops him like mid-story, like, hey, that's a good idea. We should go dream walking into Bobby's head and go help him. And, uh, you know, it's Bobby. He'd help us. It's just like this <laughs> wacky plan that all of a sudden he comes up with. Uh, but they don't have any of, I forget what the name of that root is that they need. They just call it African dream root. Well, they don't have any of that, but they figure they can ask Bella for help. And sure enough, well, we see Bella. She shows up. She's in a really sexy outfit and starts <laughs> making out with Sam. And then we hear Dean yell, Sam, wake up. And then at that point, we know it's just a dream. And sure enough, there's Dean or there's Sam um, just with a big grin on his face. And I think it's some drool hanging from his mouth. Yes. And then Dean like even pokes him then like, Hey, what were you dreaming about? Sounds like it's pretty good over there. And he was just started acting all weird and awkward. Uh, Dean, while Sam is still waking up, Dean lets him know that he did call Bella, but she's not going to help him out. Because you know, Bella, how she is. I'm sure maybe they didn't have enough money for her or something. And Sam still seems like really out of it. Like he's still trying to wake up. There's a knock at the door, and hey, it's actually Bella. And now Sam just starts acting awkward as he's still trying to wake up. It's like, Sam, pull yourself together. Why are you all gooned out right now? He, he was acting that way because I believe because of the sexy dream he had, um, he had kind of a little projectile in his pants that he was trying to hide. What? He had a hard on. <laughs> think so yes if you go back and look at those that scene um because dean wanted before bella showed up Dean's like you know come on try to get sam to stand up and he's like no no let me just get myself together here and you could tell it was kind of like maybe he still had a hard on from a sex dream with bella okay maybe yeah. well she has african dream root with her and uh dean asks why she's helping and uh, what are the strings attached? And she says, hey, you know, I know it's for Bobby, and uh, he saved me once in Flagstaff, so helping out with the magical mystery tour here. Dean then kicks her out of the plan, because she wants to go with on their crazy trip, but Dean basically kicks her out of the plan, and she storms off angrily. Yeah, kicks her out of the plan and kicks her out of the motel room. At this point, then, like, I guess they're sitting down like they're going to do drugs because then Dean brings up syncing up Pink Floyd with Wizard of Oz. What was that about? That was just some, you know, because Pink Floyd, Far Side of the Moon. Yeah, um, I know, but I, I didn't Wizard know why Dean brought it up. A, Wizard of Oz was just all a crazy dream that Dorothy had. Yeah, I get that whole thing. Why did Dean bring it up? I don't know. Okay. Because he's hella cool. <laughs> no. Are you high? <laughs> no. I wish. No, I don't know why he brought it up. Just, you know, trying to be funny, trying to be Dean. All right. Well, Sam gives Dean some hair to drink with the tea. I guess you got to have something of the other person that you're going to jump into their head of and eat that too. You have to have some of their DNA for so some reason. Sounds pretty gross. Yes. They both drink down some crappy looking tea and they don't feel anything right away. Sam notices, though, that it's raining outside and it like just started raining. Dean gets up. 
opens up the curtains and they notice that it's raining upside down and what do you know now they're inside Bobby's house. So we know that they're dreaming already. They go wandering around in a dark house calling for Bobby looking for him. Sam goes and checks outside and outside it's like a real idyllic country house. It's bright and sunny. Not anything like what Bobby's house is normally like. <laughs> just a cold gloomy dump. Uh but the door slams behind him. He can't get back in. At this point, Dean is inside. He's still looking around. Wanders into the kitchen, calling for Bobby. Dean starts to hear those same swishing noises that Bobby did at the f- first part. Yes. Uh, Dean finds Bobby. Bobby asks how they found him. And Dean explains, hey, we're in a dream. And Bobby, at this point, just doesn't get it. Yeah, Bobby he thinks, thinks it's real. Yeah, he still thinks it's real. He's like, what are you talking about? Dreaming. No, someone's after me. And uh, yeah, we see Bobby's wife is creeping at him, coming uh, towards her, asking why, coming towards them, asking, why did you do this to me? And uh, starts guilting him about stabbing her a couple of times. <laughs> I guess, I'm guessing she got haunted or something at, on some hunt and he had to kill her. Well, yes, um, his wife was possessed and... He even said, back then I didn't know that there would have been another way to save you. I was just trying to save you. And that's when she's like, oh, if you love me, you would have found a way to save me. Trying to make him feel really, really guilty. Dean tries to convince Bobby that none of it is real, but Bobby just isn't getting it. Outside, uh, the dream test subject kid hits Dean with a bat, knocks him down. Sam. Knocks Sam down. And uh, says that he doesn't belong there. Uh, Dean is inside fighting with Bobby, trying to convince him that it isn't real. Dean tells Bobby to wake up. Outside, we see the test subject kid say sweet dreams and take a swing at Sam with the bat again. But then all three of them wake up at the exact same time. Yeah, um, that's wait. Bobby wakes up in the hospital. Sam and Dean wake up. I think they were in the car, weren't they? No, they're in their hotel room. Oh, that's right, right. They were in the hotel room at this time. Um, so yeah, they're all awake. Everyone's kosher. They go to the hospital. Uh, Dean asks Bobby if the whole wife thing is real, and uh, Bobby confirms it. And Bobby also thanks Dean for the help. Bobby tells the boys more info about the test subject kid. Uh. I guess his dad hit him with a bat as a kid or something like that. Yeah, it sounds like his father was very abusive, and that's how he got that head injury where he um, couldn't dream anymore because of his father. Bobby lets him know that he's dangerous. they got to go find him, and now they can't fall asleep. Because Sam or Dean makes the comment, well, how did he get your DNA? Because they have to have some DNA in order for them to enter your dream. And Bobby's like, well, like an idiot, he offered me a beer and I took it. And all of a sudden you see this guilty look on Dean's face because same thing happened when Dean went to question him. The dude offered Dean a beer. Dean took it. They're like, oh, great. Now, Dean, you can't fall asleep because he's got your DNA and probably going to end up trying to kill you in your dream. Yeah, so they're off looking for him in the car. Bobby calls Dean and asks if they found him yet. At this point, Dean is acting like a complete nut. He's all wired up, needs sleep. Well, because I don't know if you were taking your notes or not, because, but later on the bottom of the screen when they're showing Sam and Dean in the car, it says two days later. So it seems like maybe Dean hadn't had any sleep for a couple of days, which is why he was getting really, really cranky. 
Bobby then asks Bella why is she helping, and she reminds him of Flagstaff. Well, you didn't mention that Bella was using, like, Ouija boards and stuff like or tarot cards at this time, to try and contact, beyond the veil, someone to help find, the kid's name is Jeremy, I wrote down, find him so that Sam and Dean can oh, take care of him. I missed that. Yes, and that's when Bobby said, uh, why are you helping, by the way? And she says, because Flagstaff and Bobby's like, oh, yeah, Flagstaff. Okay. As Dean pulls, off, pulls the car off the road into the woods and wants to take a nap, and he wants to fight the guy instead of going around looking for him. He's sick of looking. He's like, I just want to go to sleep and fight him. Sam grabs hair off of Dean's head so that he can join him, but Dean doesn't want him to be in his head. Then we see Sam wake dean up and now at this point i assume they're actually both asleep right because they hear there's they're in the car and they wake up and they hear something um so they get out and they are now they are in dean's dream because there we see lisa who is his old girlfriend who had the kid ben like she's out in the sunny area with a picnic she says i love you yeah, and Dream a Little Dream of Me, the song plays at this point, too, when they get out of the car. Right, so that's, right. You definitely know that they're in a dream pretty quickly. Exactly. She vanishes, and then Sam spots the test subject kid running through the woods. After some running around, uh, Dean finds himself in a house, and Sam is lost in the woods. Yeah. Dean is walking around the house. Dean finds someone at a desk, and it's himself. Uh, fake Dean gets up. Real Dean says, oh, I get it. I've got to fight my own worst en- worst nightmare. It's like Superman 3. I get it. Uh, Real Dean just assumes he can take control of Dream Dean, but it doesn't work. Doors close. We see Sam wake up, and the test subject guy is now in the driver's seat of Baby, the car. And he, test subject kid, hits Sam uh, in the face, he pops out of the car. Uh, they're both outside the car, and Test Subject Kid explains how it sucks not to dream for so long, and now he can dream, and he just wants more of the doctor's dream juice. Sam then is instantly tied up to the ground, and the Test Subject Kid explains how he's getting better at it. So now we know that Sam didn't really wake up either. Right, they're still in the dream. Yeah, it's kind of like with practice, he's getting more and more like Freddy Krueger, where he's able to control things and maybe do more damage to a person in their dreams. Uh, Back to the Deans. They're still talking to each other. Dream Dean teases real Dean for not having an original thought, and basically he's just copying all of his father's work. And they really, other than that, he just watches Sam. He's a bit of a loser. (laughs) And those two start kung fu fighting all over the place. Uh, real Dean shoots Dream Dean in the chest with a gun. And we see a test patient, patient guy beating up Sam. Uh, Dream Dean then flashes Real Dean the devil eyes, the demonized things, and starts yelling at him. Uh, Sam takes Dream Root and made Jeremy's dad come into the dream world and kill him. So, like, when Sam was laying down, like, somehow he was in... The other dude's dream at the same time. They were in each other's dreams. I don't know, but yeah, that other kid's then dad came back and like hit him in the head and killed him. And everyone wakes up. Yeah, somehow I wasn't 
quite sure how Sam was able to, well, because he did take the dream route to get into Dean's dream. And I suppose because Jeremy was also in Dean's dream, um, Sam had the power because of the dream route to actually make it go his way. I guess. Whereas Dean just kind of fell asleep because he was so exhausted. He was just fell asleep. He was exhausted. Yeah, that's true. Dean was just sleeping when Sam was dream rooted up. Exactly. And I think that's how Sam was able to do that. All right. Well, final commercial break. Uh, We come back and Sam explains to Bobby how he got out of it. Bobby wants to make sure that he didn't use some sort of secret demon force that he's not talking about. Sam's like, no, just regular old beating him up with dream root. (laughs) Bobby's like, all right, good. Uh, Dean is looking for Bella. Uh, She's already split. Bobby said it's weird that she helped because that whole Flagstaff thing was just a good deal on an amulet. And the boys now are like, ah, what? (laughs) It sounded like you saved her life. And Bobby's like, you better check your pockets. They start literally checking their pockets, and he just goes, not figuratively, you dumbasses. <laughs> and then they go to the safe, and they realize the colt is missing. And she obviously just did this whole thing to get close to them to steal the colt. So they quickly pack up to chase after Bella. Dean tells Sam that he doesn't want to die and go to hell, and Sam says, don't worry, we'll find a way to save you. The end. Yeah. It's kind of interesting uh, where the cult ends up because of the fact that you really have to do follow the cult for a while and kind of keep your mind, okay, Sam and Dean had it, now Bella has it. Where is it going to show up next? How, how are they going to possibly get it back if they do get it back? All right, well, we'll keep an eye on where is the cult. <laughs> where in the world is the Winchester cult gun? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh Dream horror movies in general, like Freddy Krueger, Inception. I guess that's not really a horror movie, more of an action adventure. But do you like those kinds of shows? Do you like that storyline based on dreams? Well, what's interesting um, is that we'll find out later episodes about Dreamwalkers. It's like not only the hoodoo legend, but like Native American legend about Dreamwalkers. Um, so to me, I don't think it's can really happen. I don't know. I think it's just people on drugs having hallucinations, thinking they're in someone's dream. Yeah, I don't know. The only one, the only stuff that really kind of weirds me out and makes me wonder what's going on is those, I mean, the ayahuasca trips that people claim they're on. Those folks like go off and talk to God with each other. And supposedly there's more than one person there sometimes. And when they wake up, they know that each other was there. That is interesting, but once again, uh, to me, it's just drugs and could be, you know, people's Definitely minds playing tricks on them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, you know, this is a thing about working in an office environment too, and just friends in general. Sometimes they're like, "I had the weirdest dream last night." I find those conversations just, ugh, they're the worst, insufferable. I just like. The only time that conversation is interesting is if they go, I had the weirdest dream last night and you were in it. (laughs) I mean, that's the only time you care because even if it is like a friend of yours or family that's stressed out, they tell you what it is and you like can help analyze it and explain like, oh, here's what I think that means. Inevitably, they'll always just totally disagree with you anyway. So it's like, why are you even telling me about this? I don't care. 
So your fingers were hamburgers. So <laughs> what? <laughs> like, or like me, like last night's episode, talking about you know me having that recurring de- dream of my teeth falling out. I mean, it's just interesting because, well, first of all, it's interesting because it's a nice short story. <laughs> um, but it's like a reoccurring thing that happens to a lot of people. So that is interesting that there is some sort of message there about people and their teeth. And, you know, what what is the common, um, what's the commonality that, all, you know, that we have that people have that happen to them? Yeah. I've never had it happen to me, but a lot of people have, so... Yes, but you know what's interesting is I, I looked it up online and some, you know, because you can find dream interpretations or whatever. Yep. Um, one of the things I found is if you feel guilty for lying about s- to somebody about something. And it's like, well, people lie all the time. Why <laughs> don't more people have these dreams? <laughs> you know? <laughs> people people ever lie all the time? I think so. Wow. Well, I, I shouldn't say that, but, you know... Even if it's just like a small little lie, I think people maybe lie more than they think they do. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Wow. I I do not hold that opinion that a lot of people lie all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't find it all that interesting. I mean, if you got a therapist, it's probably something for you to walk through. We could talk to them about it, but I don't care. I don't want to hear about it. Exactly. Anything else about this episode that's interesting? I mean, it's nice that we saw Sam and Dean talk about the whole Dean's going to hell thing without them yelling at each other about it. Uh, But it was a but they returned to the roots of the season of talking about at the beginning of the episode and at the end of the episode. Well, what I liked about it is Dean finally admitted, I'm afraid I don't want to die. I don't want to go to hell. Yeah, episode 10. Now here's where the story arc happens. <laughs> so now that they can both hopefully work on finding something that will prevent him from his fate of going to hell. Neato. Okay. Um, Day-night cycle in this one. What do you think? Hard to say, just because, you know, in the dream, they were in and out of dreams. Um, two days had lapsed from the time that they had found out that this guy had Dean's DNA to when Dean finally said, screw it, I wanna follow, I'm just going to fall asleep and fight him. Possibly a week. But just because from dr- real life to dreams, one time it was day, one time it was night, back and forth, it's really hard to keep count this episode. Yeah, it is. And I mean, from the initial when Bobby is like, sleeping we don't even know how many days bobby was sleeping exactly the maid found him and then how long did it take the hospital to get in touch and then how many days did it take the boys to get there so even between the opening graphic it's that could be a week exactly exactly but we do know the body count on this one was only body counts one right right it was just one just the original guy that was killed in his sleep that bobby was originally there Trying to find out what happened. What about the doctor with the dream juice? That's the one. That's no, the one. no. But then, uh, no, no. The the kid, the test subject kid at the end. I oh, he, he he wasn't killed. I thought he. I, no, it showed him with like his eyes open, sleeping after uh, he got attacked by his dad in his dream. I thought. Oh, maybe that's the body count. But according to IMDb, it's just one. And I thought. No, now I'm thinking it should be two. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think Dream Subject Kid got killed by his dad in his dream. 
At least that's how I interpreted it when he's laying there with his eyes open with the face on him. <laughs> Maybe he's just in a coma now. I don't know. <laughs> he's just sleeping with his eyes open like Harley. Oh, she's doing it right now. God, that's creepy. <laughs> One of the dogs sleeps with her eyes open. She has to. And what's weird is, yeah, she should sleep there and not... Not make any motion, not move at all. But if you go up, like right up to her, and then look at her eyeballs, then you can see her like regain consciousness and come to. So it is like somehow she's sleeping and looking at the same time, <laughs> but only responding, you know, if you really get up close to her. It's creepy. <laughs> well, what can I say? She learned how to sleep in the war or something. <laughs> it's always a war around here. <laughs> yeah, Harley's world, it's always a war. Um, pretty, I, I don't know. Uh, overall, I like the episode. The topic's fine. I don't know that Freddy Krueger. So as a kid, I always got bummed out because I'd have a dream about like a really cool slot car set. And then when I'd wake up, I'd want to bring it with me into the real world. And you never can. Uh, that blows when that happens. You know, now as an adult, I do that with women. <laughs> I do that with puppies. Cool. So what's tomorrow's episode? Tomorrow, season three, episode 11. One of my favorite episodes called Mystery Spot. Yeah, and actually, I want to change the format for this one. I just want to sit back and relax and enjoy this episode because I know it's one of your favorite and you're going to walk us through it. Okay, that sounds good. Hopefully I can... Oh, you'll be fine. I hope so. You've done it before. Uh, Yeah, I always get tongue-tied, though, and I think you're better at speaking. You've got more experience, actually, on the radio when you're helping Matt than doing the podcast now with Matt also. Um, So Well, now you just got to practice. I will do that. I will practice. (laughs) Just a reminder for everyone, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi. Our website address is coupleofidgets.com. We have all of our episodes there, along with a cool feature where you can uh, leave comments per episode. Leave those for other folks to find along the way about what you like or don't like, about what we said during the show. We stream on all the major platforms, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, etc., etc. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know that's also into Supernatural, and uh, let's get some more listeners. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not try to choke to death. <laughs> if I don't cough to death, please, please. COVID! <laughs> no, it's not COVID. Okay, so that'll be, do it for us today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Everyone have a good night. Bye. Bye.